welcome to Carmel Presbyterian Church's podcast channel. Open up a Bible or just listen in. We hope this week's message is a blessing to you. All right, I've been given 10 minutes to tell you all something that you already know. (laughs) Carmel Presbyterian Church is awesome. We know that to be true. 65 years is quite an achievement, and all the glory goes to God. But in God's sovereignty, he chose to partner with so many people in order to get us where we are here today. We worship here this morning because of their legacy. And I don't have time to go into specifics. I won't be naming names this morning, but I hope that you will all get a glimpse of where we've come from and a little bit about where we're going. On January 3rd, 1954, Carmel Presbyterian Church was formally organized with 70 charter members. After purchasing the lots, the team had to endure seven public hearings with the Carmel Planning Commission. (laughs) Not much has changed. (laughs) And as I look back over the history of CPC, my mind drifted back to this monumental occasion 65 years ago. It was a moment that a faithful group of devoted people and their pastor got together for a cornerstone-laying ceremony. For whatever reason, this has continued to stick with me. I've thought about how holy and, and sacred that must have been for them. It would have been a day filled with excitement about the future and so much gratitude of how far God had already brought that team. They were really doing it. They were starting a brand new church in Carmel-by-the-Sea. And those gathered there dedicated the cornerstone of this church to Jesus Christ. He has always been the head of this church family. And he is the one that has guided us for all 65 years of our mission and ministry. And I don't know what scripture they used that morning, but it might have been the scripture we'll consider right now. Look with me at Ephesians chapter 2, verses 19 through 22. The words will be up on the screen. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you, are all, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Now this passage applies to the universal church, but I believe that it defines this particular church as well. Let's take what Paul wrote to a church in Ephesus and see how it applies to us. The first thing that we can note is that Carmel Prez is a home for people. All who enter this place know that they are no longer strangers or aliens. The least, the lost, and the lonely have a place in our family. This has been a defining characteristic here because no church, no church lasts for 65 years unless it is hospitable and unless 
it has what the theologians call an Olive Gardeninian theology. <laughs> when you're here, you're family. <laughs> I think it was Karl Barth that coined that. <laughs> Together we are all sinners saved by grace who have found a community in this household of God. We are a family. Yeah, sometimes we are super dysfunctional, <laughs> but we're a family nonetheless. Second, we are standing on the shoulders of giants. Yes, this goes all the way back to the apostles and the prophets, but CPC also has hundreds of people who have built this church literally and spiritually for us over the past six plus decades. We exist because those wonderful men and women of God invested their time, talents, and treasures into this family. 65 years of blood, sweat, tears, and a whole lot of praying has gone into making Carmel Prez a beacon of hope for thousands across the peninsula and across the globe, from every pastor and groundskeeper to every elder and humble servant, we are simply building upon the work that they did before us. It takes a village. Interestingly enough, Bob Spencer told me that when discussions took place about starting the church here on the corner, it was reported that it might be called the Village Church. He thought that was a cool name. I agree with him but I also think that we embody that name. As a father of two boys under three, I know that it takes a village to raise my children. <laughs> CPC has always strived to do that with families. It also takes a village of people to build such a beautiful space. This didn't just happen. It takes a village of people to fill this space with love, with sound doctrine and practical programming. And our church has always attempted to be a light on a hill in this particular village in Carmel-by-the-Sea. Third, Carmel Prez, since that cornerstone laying ceremony in 1954, has always known that Jesus Christ is our cornerstone and our firm foundation. Nothing is more vital to a structure than a solid and stable foundation. In our passage this morning, Paul tells us that the bedrock to a church is the apostles and the prophets with Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. John Stott points out that since apostles and prophets were both groups with a teaching role, it seems clear that what constitutes the church's foundation is neither their person nor their office, but their instruction. Therefore, the church is built on the scriptures and the preaching and the teaching of the gospel. Look no further than a few years ago to prove CPC's dependence upon the authority of the word of God. As a church body, we joined together and we made the decision to join a brand new denomination that holds the infallibility of the Bible 
in the highest regard. Carmel Prez has always and will always be rooted in the word. And this morning's fourth and final point comes from verses 21 and 22. In whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. With Christ as our cornerstone, we get this imagery that God is holding our church together as one unified holy place and people. And our unity, our longevity, and our growth growth are completely dependent upon the grace of Jesus. And praise be to God that he's brought us thus far. But if you look at verse 22 carefully, Paul says that we are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. You should notice that he doesn't say we have been built or we were built. The scripture says that we are being built together continually. God has a purpose and a future for our church family. He isn't finished with us yet. We are a work in progress, but our foundation and our walls are sturdy. So it is such a joy to worship together as one church family. I want you to picture this with me as we prepare our hearts for communion together. As the cornerstone, Jesus is holding up two distinct walls. On one of those walls, you've got perhaps an organ, stained glass windows, and then hymns and creeds scrolled across it. That wall represents our 930 service. The other wall might have a guitar or keyboard hanging from it, might have a mural painted by children. It has a screen projecting a recent song with lyrics about the love and grace of Jesus Christ. And at the corner of those two walls where they meet, there's a little brown table with juice and bread on it. And we're all there together. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what you wear. It doesn't matter how much money is in your bank account. This table unifies us. Jesus Christ is our cornerstone. He holds all things together, and he's been holding us together for 65 years. Let's pray. Praise be to you, Jesus, that you would etch out such an amazing destiny for this place. We thank you for the boldness and the faith of the people that have gone before us. We thank you for the people that have been here for so long, who have served this church so well. We pray now, God, that we would take what they have done and that we would run with it, that we would further your kingdom here on the peninsula.
that we would continue to be a beacon of hope for those around us, that we might continue to pour into missionaries and ministries and preach the good word. We thank you, Jesus. It's in your holy name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information about Carmel Presbyterian Church, visit our website at www.carmelpres.org or any of our social media pages. Have a blessed rest of your week.